Ready? <laughs> yeah. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Playing Dirty podcast. I'm Katie and this is my co-host Megan. Hey guys. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode four. We're really on a roll here. So for you listening once again, thanks for tuning back in. For you new viewers, uh, hope you enjoy this episode. Feel free to subscribe, follow us on socials. Really excited to be here today and we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, so my favorite weekend of the year maybe. Um, we're recording today on Saturday and tomorrow. We have the Monaco Grand Prix for Formula One and the Indy 500. So we've got the best of both worlds for me and Katie here. Um, yeah. But today we just wanted to talk about um, some updates, kind of look at the differences between IndyCar and Formula One, and then um, talk about what's upcoming this week in sports. Yeah, yeah, super excited. Um, there's been a lot happening, I feel like, between the NBA, between the Stanley Cup, between college sports. So we'll touch on all of it, um, but we'll kick us off here with, F1, which is, you know, as for those listeners that have been with us from the beginning, know that Megan is a super fan and super knowledgeable as well. And I am a casual viewer of IndyCar racing. <laughs> so um, hopefully we can kind of have a good conversation about this and learn something new. Yeah. Um, so the first time I... When I was in high school, I went to uh, Europe on a Europe trip, and we actually stopped in Monaco. And so I remember I didn't really, like, conceptually, like, understand <laughs> where we were. Monaco's its own um, country, uh, but it's, like, near the south of France. Okay. Um, there's, like, a... a King and Queen, I think. Um, and they have like a really big casino. There's like no income tax. Oh, wow. It's like a crazy percentage of the population are millionaires. Oh, it's one of those. There. It's one of those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so when I went to Monaco, that was the first time I actually like heard of Formula One and was like looking at the streets that they raced in. Mm. So one day I want to go back and actually see it happen for real. Yeah. Are those tickets like as expensive as the ones we were talking about last week, like in Vegas? Um, yeah, probably. That's why I said one day, Katie. Right. <laughs> I know. But maybe we you can make it like a Europe trip of it. I would love to go too. That would be really fun. And just save up and just like make it a life, you know, once in a lifetime experience. I got invited to go fly out to Italy to go to the Italian GP with oh, wow. one of my friends here. Um, but they're going in September. Literally so the worst timing. God. I know. I was like, I don't know my schedule. I don't know what's happening. I don't, I can't buy a ticket and hop away for a weekend to Italy. That's a, that's a big ass. Huge commitment. Huge commitment. They'll be there without me. Watch on TV, I guess. Oh, absolutely. Um, so what is special about the Monaco GP? Is that... 
It's historically one of the oldest and like most classic Formula One races. Mm. Um, and they race through the streets. So what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like on the actual streets of the city and people are watching from like their apartments um, and they watch from the yachts and stuff. It's just very lavish and posh and mm. over the top and elitist and all the things. Sure. So um, back in the day, the Formula One cars were not as big as they are now. So there's been some talk about Monaco being an outdated race just because the cars are too big for the width of the road. Mm. Um, it's really dangerous. Um, we saw crashes all throughout um, practice and qualifying. Mm -hmm. So um, Checo, he's the Mexican driver um, and he's on Red Bull. He crashed in um, the first like block of qualifying. So Q1. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Lewis Hamilton, who, you know, who was Hamilton, yeah, yeah. um, from Mercedes, he crashed in Q3 mm -hmm. and they basically have to like airlift crane the cars off the streets. And wow. what ended up happening was because they lifted the cars up and to bring them back to the paddock, um, all the other teams got to see the undercarriage of the cars, which they typically don't see. Oh, my God. So there was all this stuff going around on Twitter about how, um, like, secrets were being revealed about, you know, especially Red Bull's car. Mercedes, not so much, though. They debuted a bunch of new upgrades yeah. um, this week. They were going to last weekend in Italy, but that race got canceled because the Emilia-Romagna region had, like, really bad historic flooding mm. um really sad to see uh yeah but mercedes showed up with a, a not brand new car but you're joking um yeah so everyone's excited to see what happens is the i'm curious like how much do you know about the differences between the cars like between like a mercedes or i don't i don't even know who else races in F1, but is there a lot of like particular differences that would make one car like faster than another? There's a standard that they set for the car design every year. Mm -hmm. um, and so you have to abide by those rules, but the interpretation of those rules is how each team kind of sets themselves apart. Uh, so when you look at the cars, you can physically see differences, um, the way that they're shaped and stuff like that. Typically, you see differences in the shapes of the car, the way that their side pods mm -hmm. um, kind of are are shaped. And then um, the back wings and the front wings, you can typically see differences. When you're actually watching the races, it's really hard to tell. Mm. Um, you kind of have to like read up on it or ask someone who knows car design better. Interesting. Yeah, I was reading... Uh, I, I guess we can kind of like jump to how like there's a huge contrast to IndyCar here like the Indy 500 yeah. so like Monaco's on the literal street but mm -hmm. IndyCar is there's set tracks and obviously there's like a circuit throughout the United States um but the Indy 500 specifically like the Indianapolis Motor Speedway has the largest capacity sports venue in the world. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's huge. That's insane. Uh, I was actually listening to another podcast and they were talking about 
all of the buildings that could simultaneously fit inside the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So it's Vatican City, Yankee Stadium, Liberty Island, the White House, the Roman Coliseum, Churchill Downs, and our personal favorite, the Rose Bowl Stadium. Yeah, shout out. But it's huge. Like all of those at one time. Yeah, yeah. They do 200 laps and it's like the actual course is two and a half miles. Mm -hmm. um, and like they have like part of a golf course on the inside. Um, they were saying that if you're sitting in one part, you can't actually see what's happening in the other side of the track. <laughs> so you're kind of like trying to follow along wow. um, without seeing the whole thing. So it'd be ride. cool to go there one day too. My parents have been like a couple times, I think. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like an absolute riot. And I'm sure the crowd that goes is also a riot. Cause I'd imagine it's in the middle of like literally Indiana. Like, yeah. I've only been to Annapolis one time and that was to watch my sister play a volleyball game. And I was like slightly unimpressed because I don't know, it's the Midwest. It's like a random city, but right. I would imagine it brings like a ton of money into the city and like, just like probably such a hoot. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to watch tomorrow. I am too. That's one race that I've like, it's almost like the Super Bowl of, us yeah person. you know what i mean yeah um but it's like the yeah. one time you tune into indycar and like the one nascar race you watch exactly. i'm sure everyone like this is the one formula one race they like know about yeah big day big day for racers <laughs> out there have you ever gotten into like go-kart racing no it's like a real thing really extremely competitive I mean, that's typically how Formula One racers start is mm. in kart racing. Um, but I've never actually been. The only racing I've done is <laughs> the um, the race ride at Disney World. You know what oh. I'm talking about. And then at Legoland when you're a kid, yeah. you get to get your driver's license. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was always it's as close as I get. When I was uh, – my, my dad and my brother came to Houston – just mm -hmm. like for the final four. So like a couple mm -hmm. months ago. And uh, we had a time in the afternoon on a Sunday and we ventured like 20 minutes out of the city towards like Katy, Texas. And the Andretti family have a go-kart like warehouse. Like a, there's three tracks in one like siloed warehouse and then the other side like a connected warehouse is like an arcade a mini golf course like no way. food bar yeah it's insane and it's like did you go yeah we went inside we didn't race because oh. we had already done mini golf at tiger woods mini golf thing that was like right across the street <laughs> so we were like kind of tapped out but like it was a cool facility and i was like oh my god like literally andretti they just parked up here there's enough people in houston that it would it obviously has good business, but yeah, that was cool. That's sick. Um, one of my favorite things though, and I'm glad that you like had thought of this previously. So credit to you is like, they celebrate with milk. Oh yeah. Tell me that's not the it's most gross. American thing to do. Like that is very American. I think. I, I would hope that they don't well what if you have like a what if you're vegan 
Yeah. You don't want milk. Yeah. Or lactose intolerant. They don't really drink it. They just like pour it on themselves. Pour it on themselves. Yeah. That's gross. It is gross. Um, I guess it, it, the history behind the milk celebration was there was one driver who said in like an interview that he liked to celebrate with like a cold glass of milk and then like all things in America, right. um, some big dairy producer just ran with it and now they kind of mm. own that celebration. So you can't get away from the dairy part of the <laughs> milk celebration. No, oh. no oat milk or almond milk for the, the California drivers. If they wanted to be really progressive, maybe they could switch to like a oat milk or an almond. But I'm, but it's like the dairy farmers are the ones that are paying for it. Yeah. Oh, like sponsoring it. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I heard that they're <laughs> trying to bring got milk back, you know, cause like it kind of fell off, you know, got milk. Is that the dairy alternative milk brand that does the, uh, their advertisings, like the unadvertising advertisements, you know what I mean? Got milk was like the original branding for big dairy in America. Oh, like the milk mustaches? Yes, yes, yes. Wait, what? what's the brand of oat milk that I'm talking about that does that? The only brand of oat milk that I know is Khalifa Farms. <laughs> <laughs> or how do you say it? Is that how you say it? Khalifa Kush Farms. Oat. <laughs> maybe, wait, maybe it's Oatly, who's uh, what I'm talking about. What's your brand that you get? What's my oat milk, oat milk brand? Yeah. Um, I drink, um, <laughs> people are going to think I'm so annoying, but um, either the Elmhurst milked oats because it has no like sugars or gums or mm. any of those things in it. Um, or there's a brand called Malk, M-A-L-K. <laughs> and two, they have like no fillers and no sweeteners and no gums and stuff like that in their milks. I respect it. Hey, hold on. Let me explain. Okay. explain this to you. I'm just, I'm looking up the um, nutrition label of oatly milk. Okay. There's rapeseed oil, which is not great for you. Um, Grapeseed oil? Rapeseed oil. Rapeseed oil. It's another name for, um, please hold. Never heard of that in my life. <laughs> It's another name for canola oil. Oh. Uh, um, not good for you. Hmm. Uh, and then there's like dipotassium phosphate, calcium carbonate, tricalcium phosphate, sea salt, dicalcium phosphate, riboflavin. Mm. And then it's fortified with vitamins. But the, the milk that I drink, the ingredients, it's just, just like oats. That's good. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's probably the best way to go about it. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> little aside there on our milk preferences. I I will say something. Go ahead. One time my coworker tried to insult me by saying that I seemed like the type of person that would drink milk before going to bed. That is kind of rude. Nobody, <laughs> nobody does that anymore. So I know people that do that. Drink milk, like whole milk before yeah. bed? I think, like, I think I used to do that when I was younger. My grandma would be like, do you want some warm milk before bed? <laughs> and I, I don't know. I probably would. But 
I growing up, I would always have to have a glass of milk, like cow's milk with dinner and we had to finish it. Yeah. Yeah. Like never, I would never do that now. My parents did that with my brother and he refused. So then it started to be chocolate milk. Mm. In which hindsight was not a great choice. Yeah. But then once they had me, they just went out the window. And I said I didn't want to drink milk and they never made me. That's great. Yeah. I, I, on occasion, I'll treat myself with like cow's milk. But usually I try to err on plant-based milk. I started with almond for a while and then I realized almond is actually super bad for the environment. Yeah. So I haven't been as on board with oat milk as you are just because I... I don't know why just haven't gotten into it but i'm on i'm on the almond game right now but there's just i don't know the more you dive into uh, american agricultural mm. food processing practices you just go down a deep dark hole of things you didn't want to know oh god you can't even <laughs> start i'm terrified of i do not trust the American food and beverage industry with my health. Yeah. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> speaking of speaking of differences between like US and Europe and Indian F1, um, I saw this, so this is kind of an aside also, but I saw this like comparison come out of the same exact types of food in the UK versus in the US. Yeah. Like ketchup, like cereal and like the list of ingredients on the u.s version versus the european or the uk version is like a hundred times different like yeah there sure. there's dyes there's like all these extra chemicals in the u.s and i'm and they're just they're just lingering like they're just not regulated the same mm -hmm. way it is in europe and it's it's actually terrifying <laughs> yeah um but anyways back to <laughs> racing um, we, we can kind of talk about like generalities and differences between F1 and IndyCar, obviously Europe versus America, right? Although F1 is now bleeding into the U S which is awesome. Right. Um, Indy and F1 race on street and road courses. Indy does. They have, um, from my reading, um, there's a couple street courses, but mostly tracked. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it'd be cool to see a street race. I know. Seems kind of like down and dirty. Like I, I feel like I need to add the IndyCar races like to my calendar of things to watch as, as adamantly as I would get up and watch a Formula One race at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. Because <laughs> like why wouldn't I like IndyCar just as much, you know? And I just don't watch it. I wonder what people, you probably have a good perspective on this. Like what do people in Europe think of IndyCar? Um, they, so the F formula one drivers, when they talk about it, I, I mean, I don't know what the general public thinks about it. I'm sure most people don't even know it exists really, mm -hmm. but, um, there's a lot of crossover between the formula one drivers and IndyCar drivers. Really? So, yeah, so sometimes you'll see former Formula 1, 2, and 3 drivers go into IndyCar as, like, not retirement, obviously, but, like, quote-unquote a step down. Um, and then just because of how, like, the global racing um, licenses work, um, you need, I think it's called a super license, something like that. Mm. Um 
it's really hard for the IndyCar drivers to make it into Formula One. Um, so like right now, like Colton Herta's really been a huge, huge name of someone they want in Formula One. Mm-hmm. And he can't get a license. And it, it's because the like racing board, you know, the racing mm-hmm. gods up in the sky dictate what um, what races will qualify you for points. And then you need a certain amount of points to like get this license mm-hmm. to be able to race in um formula one two three Mm. so i know and the formula one drivers don't like driving around round circuits yeah (laughs) um they like the way that the formula one tracks are built um and shaped so i don't know i don't know if they have like opinions about it like really strong opinions about it. They probably just like don't even think twice about it realistically. Yeah. If you're already in F1 2 or 3. By the way, I didn't know there was a 2 or 3, but is that just There's there's Formula 1 2 3. Um there's the Formula 1 Academy, which is uh the all girls one. And it's an offshoot there used to be a Formula W. Mm. Um I think it was called um, that ended because of funding issues. So now they have the Formula One Academy. And then there's uh, Formula E, which is the electric car race. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Formula E also races around the United States, too. So you can go to those races. Wow. Do the cars look, like, radically different? Or are they just electric powered? Um, let's look up a photo. I don't think they look, like, super different. but Wow, I've never heard of that. But that's so interesting. No, they don't look too different. They look more futuristic. Ah, uh, that fits. Is it, maybe Elon's got his hands in there. Oh, God. I he know. was at uh, Miami. The race? The F1 race? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Not surprised. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but Indy cars and F1 cars are very different as well. Yeah. Um, so Indy cars are lighter, smaller, their fuel tank is smaller, um, generally slower, lower horsepower, like by half. Yeah. Um, they, they do top around the same speeds though. They do. So you, you get up to like 240, they were saying, and the way that the Indy cars are built, um, if like a, it was saying like if a formula one, um, car went and tried to race an Indy car on an Indy car track. The indie cars would just smoke them. Right. Um, and then generally Formula One tends to be slower overall in the actual race because of the way that the tracks are shaped and the mm. kind of confounding variables. I read that uh, Formula One cars have better torque and like turning mm. speed versus IndyCar on like, which makes sense, right? IndyCar is like circle. So they're yeah. straight in turns and IndyCar's like can top speeds on like straight, like whatever, like no turns, mm-hmm. um, which makes a lot of sense. But mm-hmm. the engineering that goes into these cars has to be like insane. I'm sure if you, if you develop the design to the standards or whatever it is and you, the it's obviously very performance driven. Like I bet you can make a ton of money. Yeah. There's like a really big uh, correlation between how formula one. So, um, IndyCar 
has manufacturers for their engines and then the the chassis, like the body of the car. Mm -hmm. And so the same person's manufacturing the body of the car for all of theirs. Uh. And then in Formula One, there's um, you also have to pick an engine manufacturer. There's more options. Um, but then each team is like individually designing their car and then manufacturing it and then testing it and all those things. And so when you have like thousands of people working on like this one car, mm-hmm. um, it really impacts how just like day-to-day cars are made, um, and like the the Formula One design trickles into so many other industries because, you know, they're working on like sustainability efforts mm. and they're testing new fuel and they're the way that they work as teams and, and the way that just Formula One functions. A lot of people will go and study how they do it and then bring that back to like really big companies like um I don't know, big tech companies. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there was someone in town who works for a defense company mm. who was talking about how they try and model their leadership after how Formula One does it. And so um, they really have a big impact kind of across the board. Wow. Unsurprisingly, too, because they're spending Formula One, they their cost cap is $135 million. For a car? For, the for both cars. So it's oh, like two uh, cars per team. Okay. And then an indie car. I don't know. I think um, it's 10. How the teams work. But yeah, it's like 10 million. So, I mean, just even the money input is just vastly different. Right. There's so much that goes into just building these cars that like could be taken away into any other performance car. Not racing car, but like performance mm-hmm. car. And I know... In Europe, like performance sport cars, maybe like are more popular than in the U.S., but like it's still a huge luxury market. So I'd imagine people are willing to like definitely dish out to like get that technology. If I one day had the money, I would. What car? (laughs) What car would you get? Um, that's a great question. I, if I could pick in. The next five years. Yeah. If I had to pick a car. Um, Wait, I, can I guess? Sure. I feel like you're going to say Tesla. No. Okay. Do you want to guess again? I'm going like luxury. Super luxury. fancy luxury. Yeah. Yeah, I'll guess. Audi. No. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I want an electric Ferrari. Oh, do they make those? There's, there's talk, but no, there isn't one yet. I'm sure they will come out. But if one came out, that would be my dream car. Wow. Good to know. I didn't know you were like, are you like a car girl? No, not particularly. I've been riding with my car since I was 15 and a half with my permit. The Volvi. My power steering failed the other day. I'm I sorry. Was what? <laughs> I was turning out of, uh, um, I turned in to get gas. So like turn into the um, station Mm. and then to get out, I needed to turn all the way left and then turn into um, oncoming traffic all the way right. Mm. So I turned all the way left and then 
when I went to turn into traffic, it was three lanes and I was turning into like, obviously the most near lane to me. And I couldn't, my, couldn't turn my wheel oh God. to the right. Oh God. Like I literally used my whole, bu- and there's cars coming into the other lanes. It was so scary. Did you I make would, it? I, yeah. I used like every muscle in my body to turn the wheel. That is terrifying. I know. I don't know what happened. Did it? Is this the first but time I was all shaky? Failed? Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah, I was all shaky. And I texted my parents. I was like, my car just tried to kill me. Help. No, that's actually really scary. That's not okay. Because if you were on the freeway or something too. Well, I was driving to Phoenix for, um, I saw Lizzo in concert on Wednesday. Please tell me it about that. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, but my mom made me take her car. Mm. But that's a great idea. I was like, okay. Yeah, that's just don't even risk it. But but the Lizzo concert was great. She's so talented. And you know what the best part was? She played the flute. She's like a insane flute player. And she did like all this crazy stuff on the flute. And it was like show stopping. Granted. Wow. Going to see Taylor Swift on the Eras Tour has skewed my concert going experiences forever mm-hmm. because like nothing will match that the gravity of that concert, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Cause it was State Farm Stadium. There was like I don't know, sixty thousand people there. Right. And then this one was at Footprint Center, so where the Phoenix Suns play. And it just felt like so small in comparison. Great she was amazing but like once you see taylor swift you're like uh nothing compares the video you sent me looked like it was like packed like it was almost sold out i sent you the video of lotto performing that's right yeah you did yeah that was it was the whole show was sold out pretty much wow that's awesome yeah but that that video you did send me lotto I love the message. I love, yeah. she was like so women's rights and like, but very vulgar. Yeah. Me and my cousin were like, we felt <laughs> like old. Old? Like old, old in the sense of like, we were watching it and we were like, what are children doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was very shocking. I remember like, I feel like when we were growing up, there weren't really artists that were as outspoken in that way. And if they were, like, I was very shielded from them because I just never, I wasn't exposed to a lot of that growing up. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's all for the better. And if you don't, if you're not Not into it, it, just don't listen. Just don't listen. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, Okay. So what are the main rule differences between F1 and Indy? Because I'd imagine, obviously, US versus Europe, like, there has to be different track. Like, there's probably different rules. Um, I didn't read a ton into... I don't I don't know a ton about how IndyCar actually works. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know that Formula One cars refuel on their pit stops. Mm. Or Formula One cars don't refuel on their pit stops. Okay. Um because of safety reasons. Um, back in the day, they did refuel. Um, and they stopped doing that. And IndyCars still do. 
So pit stops are longer. I know in Formula One, you have to pit at least once. Mm-hmm. And you have to use two different, like, compound types of tire. Right. Um, but I don't really know how the IndyCar side works. So IndyCar... There are way more pit stops. Like, really? Yes. Like, at least as a viewer, I don't know, like, the technical side of it. Pitting is obviously a really big deal, and the timing mm-hmm. is important. Like, I'm sure it is with F1. Mm-hmm. But at least as a viewer, it feels like there are, like, many, many pits. And that has to be due to, like, the size of the fuel tank, right? Mm-hmm. And the tires, and, you know, whatever type of track it is, and how fast they're going, right? There's, I'm sure there's a lot of variables. But I'm wondering. So you said Indy refuels during pits, but F1 doesn't. So do they just go until their tank runs out? Like, how does that work? So the IndyCar races, at least the Indy 500 coming up. Yeah. um, They're doing 200 laps around a two and a half mile track. Right. Monaco is 79 laps around a two mile track. So the length of the race is very different. Um, And they... They don't use up all their fuel in Formula One, and you have to have a certain amount of fuel left in your tank by the end of the race. Wow, interesting. Yeah, so they'll go and they'll measure how much fuel is left, and then they'll sample it um, for testing. Because people could cheat? Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of weight requirements, so your car has to be within a certain weight. Wow. Um, and so like the drivers themselves get weighed before and after the races, too. Um, wow. And then, yeah, you have to have a certain amount of fuel left in your tank. There's only one time in, like, the past couple of years that I've seen there be a fuel issue. Mm -hmm. Um, And usually the teams are very aware of it so they can deal with it. But there was once where someone, like, didn't have enough fuel left in their tank for sampling and then got a penalty. Oh, I can see how much of a huge safety safety issue it is to refuel while you're mm-hmm. like there's so this really famous in, uh incident in formula one where um i forget who it was but they accidentally drove away while the um no <laughs> the gas thing was like in the hole yeah of the car, yeah and it was like flapping in the wind like as it drove away i'm and, surprised- like ruined completely ruined this guy's race Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's lucky it didn't catch on fire. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Or injure any of the pit crew. That's true as well. Oh, man. I Imagine being a pit crew person. Mm-mm. Stressful. Your cortisol levels are like at a thousand. <laughs> but it's so intermediate. It's like, all right, here he comes. Here he comes. <laughs> and then you just go do it. And then he leaves. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, no, not for me. I no, absolutely not. Um, cool. Well, I'm excited to watch the Indy 500. What time is the Monaco race? So it's um, I'm in Arizona right now, and it's at six o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> let me double Pacific, check. That. Pacific time, right? Where are you on Pacific time now? We change because we don't have daylight savings time, so. Right. We're on like two different time zones throughout the year, and I don't know which one we're on right now. But we're the same time. It's is it three twenty two p.m. in it California? It is. It is. Yeah, we're on the same time. Okay, zone. perfect. 
Um, the race is at yeah six a.m. tomorrow. I'm gonna eat some wings tomorrow for the indie race. I think six a.m. is too early to drink a beer and eat wings, but I know indie starts at what like noon? It's some yeah like eleven or something like that. Um, yeah, it'll be cool. Good couch day. I know we talked about that, but it's gotta perfect be, couch. Gotta day. be a couch day, man. You know a lot. Like, I am actually, like, really impressed with how much you know about <laughs> F1. So, good on you. Um, in other news, so DeAndre Hopkins was released from the, the Car- Arizona Cardinals. Right, right. Cost, cost salary caps. Oh. He formerly was suspended um, for violating the anti-doping policy. He came back from suspension, um, played for the Cardinals, and um, I guess it's a money issue. That's kind of what I understood. Um, And he is a hot commodity. Is he? Yeah. Um, He came out and said that, like, the biggest things he was looking for was um, the culture that the quarterback sets for the rest of the team. And then he was saying that he's had so much turnover in management mm. in his time that he really wants to be in like a stable environment. So just reading up, they were saying like either the Bills, the Chiefs, the Lions, the Ravens, Panthers, um, the Cowboys might grab him or the Texans, which is his old team. And they traded him. So a little bit of bad blood, but it's under like new management. So I think it'll have a lot to do where he goes. Um, I think it'll be expensive. So there's obviously money issues Mm -hmm. for the teams to run into, but whoever the quarterback is of the team. Did he say anything about uh, like liking playing with Kyler Murray? Um, I don't think he, he didn't say anything bad about, the Cardinals mm-hmm. leaving. Um, but I also didn't really see him comment on his past per se. Mm, interesting. Okay. I saw a lot of him talking about where he might go. Hmm. Well, I hope he comes to the Texans at least while I'm there. That'd be really fun. It would be fun because the Texans are so bad. Well, there's new draft picks and true, true new trades and we'll see what happens. Yeah. True. Um, on the college side of things, Pac-12 baseball tournament is happening, right? Tonight, so the championship is tonight. It's Arizona versus Oregon. Um, our friends from University of Oregon have already <laughs> texted me. <laughs> of course. Of course. Um, and I said, we're going duck hunting, baby. Ah, <laughs> let's go. I'm definitely not rooting for Oregon. Definitely Arizona. Yeah. It's up in Scottsdale, actually. And I, the whole Pac 12 tournament was up in Scottsdale. And I wanted to go, but it was like Monday or like Wednesday to Saturday. Yeah. Who is the time on a weekday? Who, who, who doesn't work to go to that? Who, who at all (laughs) could go to that? Unless you're like a stay at home parent. Like, or I mean, like, just, yeah, kids in Scottsdale. Yeah. On the women's side, um, the Women's College World Series is still going on. Um, that is my household's favorite event of the <laughs> year, probably. Aww. 
Um, so eight teams will advance to the Women's College World Series. And so far, Oklahoma, Stanford, Florida State, and Oklahoma State have made it in. Let's go. So that'll be um, at the end of this week, it'll start, and then it'll last for about a week. I feel like the Oklahoma teams are usually pretty good at softball. Oklahoma has the longest winning streak, like, ever at wow. the moment. Wow. I just – it's – I just retweeted it. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. Um, 48 <laughs> consecutive wins. Wow. It's an NCAA record. Yeah, that's amazing. Those girls are insane. Insanely talented. Yeah. Man, I always forget. Softball is, like, one of those sports I – it's fun to watch when it gets to the the end of it. Yeah. 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 It's really intense. Um, UCLA has had a nice little dub. I know. This was actually – I saw this because I got an email from, from UCLA Athletics. That's, what, that's how we saw it too. We saw it in the car. And my I mom's know. like, oh, my God, singles national championship. I know. Um, one of the UCLA freshman women tennis players won the national championship and she didn't drop a set as a freshman. I wonder where she played in high school or where she's from. Yeah, I don't know. That's amazing. Um, Let's go. Well, excited for UCLA. Love another yeah, one. That's awesome. We talked about this a little bit, I think over the last couple weeks where the Oakland A's have like officially gone to Vegas. Yeah. We talked about how the Tropicana is getting yeah. absolutely demolished. But they recently came out with some renderings for what the new stadium is going to look like. Yeah. And it looks fantastic. Yeah, it's actually pretty small. Um, it's the second smallest stadium in the MLB, but um, right on the strip. Yeah. Retractable That's crazy. roof. Like, I think it, the capacity is like 30,000 people, maybe. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I was actually having this conversation with someone else. Is like, the location is yeah. so crucial. And mm -hmm. having, like, multiple professional sports in that area. And on mm -hmm. the strip, people are going to go to hotels. They're going to drink. They're going to go to the game. They're going to gamble. I wonder if there's going to be, like, a built-in, like, casino in the stadium or, like, any sort of, like, gambling. Are you allowed? I wonder. Maybe. I don't know, but I definitely want to go and just whenever it's done, I don't know when it's going to be commissioned and put out, but yeah, it'll be crazy. Yeah. We'll do our, our weekly NBA playoff update. Um, I'm very sorry, Katie. <laughs> yeah. That was such a bummer for anyone who's a Lakers fan. It was, I always have this thing where I think the NBA is kind of rigged. So mm -hmm. I was thinking when the Nuggets were up three zero that, you know, the Lakers were going to show up and just, like, m make this, like, great comeback and then take the Nuggets down for a couple of games and then it would, you know, be a toss-up. Mm -hmm. um, it came down to game four. Uh, it was, like, low 100 scores for both teams. It was a two-point game. And the last play was basically, like, LeBron had the ball. Of course, they give him the ball. And he went to kind of, like, drive in to either make a layup or like a quick jump shot. And he just got like contended by like three people and he didn't, he threw it up and he didn't make it. And that was the end of the game. It was really like anticlimactic and really sad, really disappointing. But 
now that the Lakers are done, I'm rooting for the Heat. So, all right, <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> I the one of the things that kind of came up in NBA news this week was this new flop rule. Mm. They're making a um, it, if they call a flop on a uh, on a player, the penalty is a like a technical free throw. Really. Something like that. So I I guess they're like trialing it out, um, which I wasn't super aware of this, but um, the way that the professional sports teams will like trial out their new roles in the minor leagues. Mm-hmm. So I guess they're going to try it out in the, the G leagues and whatnot and see how it goes. But um, that, and then there's this new investigation into uh, one of the NBA referees for having an anonymous Twitter account and then like commenting on posts about himself. Wait, what? Yeah, I didn't see anything like awful on the articles about it. It's not like a a huge scandal or anything on Twitter. Yeah. He just he has this Twitter account that he supposedly runs and he has zero followers and follows five people. And will like comment about himself or like like tweets about himself. It's like a burner account that he just yeah. uses to like hype himself up. That's actually hilarious. <laughs> yeah, okay, so I'm fine. I'm excited to watch um, the the Celtics Heat series, um, and that continues tonight. But if the Celtics come back, that'll be history in of itself. So watch yeah. out, Katie. No, I Watch know. Out. I know, because the Celtics have won the last two, right? Mm-hmm. Oh God. Yeah, I, I'm what don't don't blow that 3-0 lead. I know, right? And you're you want the Celtics, right? Just for the contention of it? Yeah, just for the <laughs> Okay, we'll we'll find out. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> I'm nervous. Shaking in my boots. Um Okay, so We've done this before and I actually really liked it. And so I want to make this like maybe a segment that we do every other week or every week, um, basically like Q and A, because I think okay. we have a lot of interesting things to say, but that sometimes doesn't come out in giving updates about <laughs> sports. Uh, but okay. I, I'm going to like rapid fire you rapid fire, quote unquote, um, some questions. Maybe okay. Some of them are sports related. Some aren't. Um, the first one is, so what is your favorite workout or like sport that you would play as an adult in like some sort of league or just like, just for fun to stay competitive? Um, beach volleyball, hands down. Yeah. Um, never gets old. It's a great sport. Um, but workout wise, um, running probably. That's something that I want to keep doing. Can you tell me how to get over the hump of, like, I I don't run. I, well, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll run, you know, but it's for exercise for, like, 20 minutes. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm good. How do you get over the hump of, like, this is actually, like, inactivity that I'm doing <laughs> and, like, go for distance? Um, In, okay, just being in Arizona, there's the draw of, going outside and like running through the scenery that's like very life-giving mm-hmm. um so that's 
that's enticing. But me and my um, best friend decided to sign up for a race and obviously they cost money. So you're financially invested in it, but we signed up for a half marathon together and then we made it a competition. So um, every week on the board, we would write how many miles every day that we ran. Oh, wow. Um, and then we did the half marathon together. So I'll tell you, we ran the half marathon and then I stopped running just <laughs> because I didn't have any motivation to do it anymore. But yeah. um, we're thinking of running a marathon together in December. Um, so wow. once you're financially invested and you have a buddy who's doing it with you, yeah. um, then you can like get up and go. Yeah. Makes it easier. Stay motivated. Absolutely. I just never can get past like two miles. I just, I lose it. Uh, recently, I haven't made it more than a mile. Yeah, that's okay. Um, okay, what is a theme song for your life right now? I know this might be like a loaded question, but. um, That's a good question. Taylor Swift just dropped her new Midnight's album. Mm-hmm. The, the new version of it. Um, and there's new songs on it. So I'm going to go with Hits Different by Taylor Swift. And why is that? You just have to, have to listen. listen to it. <laughs> okay. Once you listen to it, we, we can pause and you can listen to it right now if you want to. Okay. But um, just listen to it and just like have the lyrics up and then you'll be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll listen afterwards. Um, I feel like I thought it was going to be a Taylor Swift song. It has to be a Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, okay. Gold versus silver jewelry for all the girlies out there for all the gold girlies. I'm a gold girly gold. And if, if you don't know me as a gold jewelry person, <laughs> Then you don't know me. (laughs) You don't know me at all. No, I'm just thinking back. Do you ever get a gift from a a significant partner in your life? And it's (laughs) silver jewelry. (laughs) Hmm. Maybe you don't know me very well. I've never worn a piece of silver jewelry in my life. (laughs) Literally. Have you ever seen me in silver? Absolutely not. You'll not catch me dead in silver. No. So, um, yeah, no. that was a, that was a, that was a moment of reckoning. Oh boy. That's one thing. If you're a guy and you are buying a girl jewelry, you need to know, like you, you have to know what color you have to know what color, even if it's not like the exact piece of jewelry she would want. The color is what makes like the biggest difference. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Gold, gold or die. Um, okay. Here's another one for the girls. Ideal nail length and shape and color. I'll throw that in. Ooh. Um, okay. So um, if we're talking being productive and your nails not hindering your mm-hmm. productivity because they're so long, um, short. Yeah. And my nails are short right now and I, I feel like I've lost my personality. Typically, I like them to have them long. Yep. You know, I'm a big, big press on nails girl. Yes, me too. <laughs> me too. Gluing them on all the time. Um, 
<laughs> with work, it doesn't really work out. But if I could pick in my ideal world, they'd be long. And then I do straight across. Oh, um, yeah. And that's just how my natural nails have always been. But okay. straight across. And then I like I like a French manicure. Yeah. Keep it classy. If we're going fun, I like the um, glitter French, yep. like fade. You know which ones I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, you can get them at CVS. <laughs> yep, I know yes. exactly. Those ones are my favorite. Those are But um, when you show up to work with those on, I feel like people don't quite take you as seriously as your French manicure. So I've been going French. Oh, I love it. No, you can... French is very safe, and I, I like a nice French. Um, I'm with you. I can't wear nails for work because I have to type all the time, and I haven't... Long nails, that I like the length that I would want them, it's not conducive to... It's, yeah, really hard to... Like, I just can't. I wish I could. Yeah. Um, You with, with, like, small things, I'd imagine it's really difficult to, like, physically, not just typing. Um, Yeah. But I I remember us being in our college apartment, like, gluing nails on, like, once a week, changing them. Yeah, and then I would would pop them off to type an essay and then put them back on when we were done. (laughs) Yes, yes. Like, oh shoot, I have a I was like I have a final coming up. It's a uh, online because it was COVID. Mm-hmm. So I have to type like six page essay on, you know, cells. And so I was like, time to take the nails off. You gotta time the manicure that you give yourself with the <laughs> final season. It's just so funny, but like I echo what you say. I feel like my personality is like so much more me when I have longer nails on. Not like trashy nails, but like like real nails and I bite my nails sadly like I have just a really bad habit so I never have nice nails um that's a me problem but I haven't had long pretty nails for so long and you can't you can't go to the the salon because they're a thousand dollars yeah yeah so expensive yeah I can do my own nails pretty well I have my own dip kit and everything but I've just like haven't had the time to do them because it takes me a while so hopefully I'll get back into it, but yeah, yeah. I don't I don't pay for my nails to get done anymore. There's yeah. no way. Yeah, no shot, no shot. I haven't even paid for a haircut in months. Look yeah, your hair is super long. <laughs> wow, I'm jealous. Your hair grows so fast. I know. Um, okay, country. I know we talked about like you've been abroad, you studied abroad, but country that you would live in and play a sport in because. In Europe, like rugby's way bigger, soccer's way bigger, but there's also mm. other sports, right? I don't know if I have a good answer to like the country I'd play a sport in. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I don't know what sport that would be. Volleyball, but like I'm lit, like I'm too small. Like yeah, I don't know if I had to move abroad, and I've been thinking about this because. Um, I can move anywhere in the world once I'm done with my um, degree. So wow. I lived in Dublin and I, I absolutely love Dublin. It's a one of the best cities I've been to. Um, but London, maybe. Mm-hmm. I feel like London would fit my personality pretty well. I think well. so too, yeah. I just don't want to be that far away from my family. I know. I know. I've thought about going abroad too, but it is far and it's a big change. Yeah. You could only come home like once every, what, 
year, three, five. Yeah. I mean, holidays. It gets tough. Yeah. No, but living abroad is like totally a thing that I would love to do in this life. Where would you go? I want to go to Spain. Yeah. And like, I used to know Spanish really well. Like I took AP Spanish in high school. I tested out of language in college. Like I used to know it. Obviously you and I both have grown up in States where Spanish is like a very like prevalent language. Right. So it'd be cool to like pick that back up and then live in a place and be like fully immersed. Mm -hmm. Um, And something about Spain, again, I've never been, but I think there's something to it that feels like really organic and like, it has the mountains, it has the ocean. People feel like they like really love their lives there. And they, it's like a healthy, balanced, like, but still like very vibrant. Like Barcelona, it's like, seems like an amazingly like vibrant cultural place. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd love to spend some time there. I always, like, I I tell my boyfriend this all the time. I'm like, I want to open a coffee shop in like, Spain and like or like a flower shop or something and like just like yeah um just live like a simple happy yeah right because I feel like people are just like generally happier I don't know I don't know anything but uh yeah I don't know we'll see maybe one day have you been to Canada before never but I do have a passport (laughs) so I should just go maybe when I'm in Seattle you should you should go into Vancouver Uh, that's also one of the best cities I've been to you've been there yeah we went to Vancouver like your family Mm -hmm. Um, when my brother graduated college we went to Vancouver for about a week and it's beautiful is it similar to Seattle or it's like um shoot it's like city-esque but like very clean, Mm. like not like New York city where like everything's pretty dirty. Yeah. Very clean, sleek city. And then there's beaches, there's oceans, there's lakes, there's mountains, there's skiing. Mm. Like it's kind of like everything in one spot. And we were there in the summer. So the weather was Mm. beautiful. Yeah. But, um, it kind of has everything you would want. I'm telling you, like, I'm really drawn to the Pacific Northwest, so we'll see. Really? Yes, I'm hoping I like it when I go, because I think, because it's on the West Coast still, but it's, like, not LA, and it's, you know, it's not California, Um, it's green, it's, like, it's, it feels, like, wild, almost, it's, like, almost between, like, city and, like, wild nature. Yeah. Um... Have you, I mean, you've been, obviously we've been to Oregon together. Are you more drawn to like the Seattle area because it's a city or? Great question. A smaller city like you'd find in Oregon. It's, I'm so torn because it depends on what life I want to live. Yeah. Yeah. Do I want a city girl life? Like I've been to Seattle multiple times. I've been to, like I've driven up the Oregon coast. We've been to the Oregon coast. I've stayed, I've camped on the Oregon coast and, um, I've been to Portland, Seattle, right? So like, I've also been Eastern Washington. So I feel like I have an idea of the landscape, but if I mm-hmm. wanted to do like a more simple life and like, just like relax and not worry about being in a city, I think I would be somewhere near the ocean. Uh, uh, yeah. 
of course. But city, I'd probably go Seattle over like a Portland or even like a Northern California. I'm not ready to take a pay decrease by moving to Oregon, but um, that's fair. Yeah, I'm excited. I I think the only thing that might get me is the rain. Mm-hmm. But I like saw this random thing like Instagram totally reading my mind on these ads or whatever it was like something came up like a reel and it said like uh, Washington actually doesn't get the most rain of any city like it it people think they have this conception that like oh my god it has like one of the most like dense precipitation of like any city. Mm-hmm. And it's actually not. It's only like sixth or seventh on the list. They said New York gets, I don't know how like valid this, whatever source was, but like New York gets more rain, like a couple other cities they mentioned. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like hmm. maybe it won't give me seasonal depression, but well, well see. you're going to trial it out. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. When do you leave? I leave in August. Okay. So like end of August, I will be all settled and then I'll be there through Thanksgiving and then I'll come back with my family. So if you're around, feel free. I'll be around Tucson, Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You'll be heads down for sure. I know. My, my boss was like, you're gone next week, aren't you? I was like, yeah, I'm gone Thursday and Friday. And he's like, and then you're like taking a week off, aren't you? And I was like, no. I'm not. <laughs> you should. I might. You definitely but I should. I don't have anything planned. That's okay. Maybe we can do a spur of the moment thing. You need to fight fight the burnout before it starts. Exactly. Um, okay, so we kind of touched on this, but big upcoming events this week. Um, obviously, Celtics Heat game six tonight. So I will definitely be watching that. Actually... My family and I are going to a graduation party for Jack mm-hmm. uh, at Soma at one of his like buddies' parents' yeah. house. So shout out to Jack, graduating high school. Shout out Jack at going to Fresno State to play football. What a king! Yeah. Now we have to to add Fresno State to our uh, list of teams to keep up with. Aw, yeah, definitely. I'm excited for him. Um, WNBA is in full swing. Uh, yeah, and Brittany Griner um, for the Phoenix Mercury is killing it. Um, when I was up there for the game, there's a giant billboard of Brittany Griner up there. Oh yeah, and it was like I'm back. I love it. Was it. Sick. Back from Russia. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Stanley Cup obviously is still going on, so the uh, Panthers are in the finals, and then we're still watching the Golden Knights. Um, and the stars play it out to see who makes it to the finals. So game five is also tonight. And then um, if no one wins, um, games six and seven to follow. Sweet. Obviously, the bulk of this episode, Indy 500 tomorrow and Monaco GP. Um, tune in there. And like we already said, the Women's College World Series um, starts on June 1st. Um, so you can tune into all those games. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for listening to episode four. And I know it was some chit chat, but hopefully you learned something about F1 via Megan and, uh, hope everyone is, you know, enjoying these episodes and continues to come back. Uh, we're open to comments. Please DM us. 
um, and support us on social media. We also have a website now. So yeah. kind of a landing page for all of our content. Uh, you can find everything there. Please like email us, DM us where we you know, want to interact with you guys. And we appreciate all the support so far. Yep. Thank you again. And if you guys could take um, five seconds out of your day, um, go to the platform <laughs> you're listening to us on and give us a five-star review if that's what you, if you so desire. Um, that would really help us. Um, and we have really loved doing this. Um, so thank you. Yeah. Thanks everyone. Uh, catch you next week. See ya. Bye.